Okay, are you a sleep zombie? Are you a mom zombie? Are you zombie-like because your kids wake you up? If you answered yes to any of those three questions, then you need to listen to this podcast. Have you ever noticed that bad sleep impacts everything? Bad sleep can trigger weight issues, mood swings, bad relationships, maybe a choice to not show up and work out. In general, bad sleep can cause a poor quality lifestyle. My name is Kamala Hurley. I am the creator of the Whole 8 Method, which is a way for you to end the nightmare so that you wake up ready to chase your dream life. Join me on this podcast as we talk about health and wellness and how it integrates with sleep so that you literally live your dream life starting tonight, tomorrow, today. Hey guys, welcome to The Whole 8 Method. My name is Kamala Hurley. I'm an integrative health uh, coach. I am a mother of two children who are now ages six and eight. And this entire podcast has been a request by moms out there, whether pregnant, whether um, they're new moms, or whether they're moms that have lots of kids that range in many different age points. I have had this, this is just like a hot topic, so I like just wanted to sit down and record um, this podcast. So I hope that you guys are starting 2020 off in a great way, meaning I hope that you're getting adequate sleep and I hope that you're honoring yourself through food, through fitness, through self-care. And yeah, you're probably laughing at this point now because usually for moms, this isn't the case. So, um, I guess, okay. So let's just start with women who are pregnant women who are in the process of becoming moms, because I recall how insanely torturous it was for me to have to sleep on my left side for nine months and try to get a better night of sleep while I had another body growing inside my tummy. (laughs) I mean, it's a really precious time. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I'm going to tell you that sleep wasn't always perfect for me during that time with either of my pregnancies. Uh, but I did find that when I listened to my body and I chose to use fitness and I, and I worked out like whether it was doing yoga or maybe it was, um, doing Tracy Anderson method, or maybe I was doing, um, um, running or mild weight training. I, um, I found that physical activity helped me get better sleep in the evening. Now, part of the reason why fitness is something that's like mission critical for, for the whole eight method, but also for you getting better sleep, it's because it starts to help to circulate the blood in the body. It helps to move toxins out of the body faster. It's very healthy for the developing child. And there's just mental health benefits as well that are connected to, um, to simply doing 30 minutes to an hour every single day. So that would be my first tip for pregnant women out there. And, um, and then I I just, I just think that actually, I'm just trying to organize this really quick. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and finish up with talking. I'm just going to speak to each category of moms out there so I can kind of toss some immediate tips out there in case you don't have time to listen to this entire podcast. Um, and on that note, because the last podcast, I just, um, realized I had forgot to, 
I just, you know, I'm learning as I go here. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure it was still recording because that's kind of important as well. <laughs> okay, so now that I figured out that technical issue, um, pregnancy can also be alleviated, uh, getting a better night of sleep and it can be alleviated by using uh, body pillows. I found that body pillows were really amazing for helping my entire body get comfortable for a great night of sleep. There is a company that's based out of Vancouver called Half Moon. They sell yoga mats. They also sell yoga bolsters. And some of those yoga bolsters I actually still use today to help contribute to a better night of sleep. So I really recommend Half Moon yoga bolsters, which you can find at Whole Foods. Um, is this is sort of sounding sponsored. It's not at all. This is just literally what I love to do. And this is so classic. Guys, you're going to stand up and walk with me because I just realized as I started this podcast that my battery is going to go dead. <laughs> so I'm going to tiptoe over here um, where my charger is. And you hear that? That's like me crunching over a pile of transformers. Um, there we are. Yep, that's transformers from my six-year-old son. He's like obsessed. And now I just have to reach for the cord. Ugh. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. I got it. See, I keep this real. This is like so unplugged, just raw in the moment, sharing with you the best tips that I have. Okay. I feel comfortable. I hope you guys are still comfortable. So using pillows to help prop your body while sleeping is another tip that I would add to a pregnant moms, as well as making sure that you're eating organic foods, whole foods as much as possible. So I am going to speak to that group, and now I'm just going to address moms in general. Whether you are pregnant, whether you are a new mom with, you know, a four-month-old infant, or whether you are a mom that has three children, whether you're a mom like me that has two. Okay, so first of all, let's get into talking about the negative effects of sleep on your mind, on your emotions, and on your body. Because one of the first things that I'd like to point out that that less than six hours of sleep in a single night is deprivation, okay? That is not enough sleep. You need to get between seven to eight hours of sleep, deep quality sleep, which we will start to address in future podcasts, how to get that deep quality sleep. Um, but, but if you're sleeping less than seven hours, you're, you know, or if you have interrupted sleep throughout the entire night, you will wake up feeling exhausted and you will turn into a mom zombie. And what does a mom zombie look like? Well, a lack of sleep shows up on your face immediately. They did a study in Europe where they had a, uh, like a clinical study of people look at faces of people strangers that they didn't know. And they had two pictures. They had two images to look at. One, which they didn't know, the people who were looking at these images, they had to rate um, alertness based on physical, you know, the physical attributes of the person. And what this study went on to prove is that uh, people indeed do look tired. <laughs> and, and if you're laughing now that there was some clinical study done about this, I am too. You're not alone. But you actually end up with purple bags underneath your eyes, baggy eyes, puffy skin, deeper frown lines, um, fine crow lines start to show up more. Uh, 
all the sorts of physical attributes that you don't want to have on your face, because I will also share with you that no matter how much amazing makeup you have stockpiled from Sephora and Ulta, there is nothing out there on the market that will help you replicate or help you appear as though you got a solid eight hours of sleep. Um, Another um, another issue that comes up in the body is that a lack of sleep will contribute to, it can contribute to higher blood pressure, which is sort of interesting. Also, the body tends to be hungry when it doesn't eat. And there have also been studies about, uh, about how people choose foods when sleep deprived. Okay. And so you would think that you would want to eat like nutrient dense foods, but actually, if you've ever noticed that when you are sleep deprived, when you're just like exhausted from a night of like kids waking you up, that generally you reach for the high fat sugar loaded foods, which starts to create this unhealthy relationship between like a lack of sleep and uh, weight gain. And that also starts to mess around with your blood pressure as well. That has obviously, as everybody knows, some very bad long-term effects. So, and that's something that happens to pregnant women. It happens to new moms. It happens to all moms, okay? Wherever you're at, however young or old the child is. I mean, you know, maybe you have kids that are teenagers and they're keeping you up for totally different reasons. I just want to say that like parenting as a teen, you know, parenting teens presents its own challenges and that sleep deprivation as a result of children is a very real thing. And you might be a single mom like me. You might be married and have an awesome partner who's going to be able to help out with these like altered sleep patterns, but we're going to get to that a little bit more because there's a, a little bit more information that I want to share about how, how to recover sleep, um, in the midst of, uh, children that wake you up through the night. So the next thing that I would like to introduce is my hundred pound great Dane Maui, who's decided to walk through the transformers next to me because she does this with every podcast that I do. I forgot to put her away, but too late. Sorry. She's going to be part of it. Um, so the cognitive effects of, um, having a bad night of sleep <laughs> as she tromps off is that actually your mental capacity starts to decline. And actually every single night of poor sleep starts to result in impairments and you're not able to reason and problem solve. Your verbal abilities go down uh, and your ability to comprehend whether it's somebody talking to you or even a written article declines as well. So Maui, we can't do this right now. We're talking about sleep for moms. And that means, uh, (laughs) actually... We're just going to take a quick walk here real quick too. Look at, I'm just, I'm really learning as I go here. Next time I will promise you, I will lock up the dog, hide the transformers, get the iPad. I'm sorry, the laptop, um, charged, but like, you know, I just also want to be as real as possible. This is my life. I am crunching this down on, um, some leftover wrapped up holiday decor. <laughs> Okay. I love it. I just love how comfortable I am with just being me. (laughs) I I make myself laugh. One more time. We're going to crunch over Transformers one more time. Hey, there we are. (sighs) Okay. So 
getting right back into this, sleep deprivation and mental health, okay, and relationships. Well, maybe we'll just stick with talking about mental health. Okay. Have you ever noticed that when you get a a lack of sleep, you're suddenly irritable? You don't have patience for anyone. You argue. You have your own meltdowns. Well, maybe your two-year-old's having a meltdown. Or maybe you actually have deeper issues like um, the lack of sleep can contribute to postpartum. Uh, Maybe you're just generally feeling depressed or maybe you have anxiety. Maybe your mood, your overall vibe is is just, um, you know, cannot handle chronic sleep exhaustion. I mean, and a lack of sleep will compound over time. And there is this such thing, it's called sleep depth. So it's where you, it's like almost like a bank ledger. And if you start to go into the red, if I've got that right, (laughs) you will start to, um, you'll start to have chronic conditions that compound over time. So what that means is that when you have a sleep debt, okay, there's no way once you get a little, you know, once you start having poor sleep, there's no way that you can catch up on it. And let me clarify that a little bit more too. So if you, let's say one night you get five hours of sleep and then you're like, oh, I slept 10 hours the next day. There's no way to catch up on sleep. The body doesn't work that way. You need to have consistent like eight hours of sleep every single night. So that's a little bit disappointing. So that's where having strategies to help deal with all of the the effects of bad sleep is going to be critical. So let's get into talking about sleep recovery for moms, okay? And these are going to be creative ways to remedy the situation. And these are recommendations because ultimately you have to listen to what is right for your body. Your body will give you clues about what it needs. So for example, the first thing that I would say is schedule sleep. If you can start to schedule your children to have a bedtime, as well as for yourself and your partner, if you have one, you will start to set yourself up for the eight hours of sleep. I mean, you literally need to schedule it. Don't kid yourself that you're just going to go ahead and jump on, you know, Netflix or Apple TV and watch only an hour and think that like you'll have the opportunity to, um, you know, to sleep in the next day, because when you have children, there are no guarantees. So with moms who have young children, children do fall into a rhythm of sleep. So if you're, let's say your child starts to go to sleep at 7.30, you, my friend, need to go to sleep at 7.30 and start riding that wave with your young infant. Uh, That will help to contribute to less issues with a lack of sleep. This is a, a way to help recover. Now, if you're like me and you have, um, you know, young children, kids, uh, the sort of disruptions that I get in my life, um, is that I, uh, my kids will wake me up for just random things like mom, I have to go to the potty, <laughs> uh, or, or mom, I accidentally went potty. <laughs> And, uh, you know, just issues that come up with kids or I, you know, my kids thankfully don't have nightmares, but it does happen. Children can have nightmares just like adults. But, um, what I do in those instances where my sleep is disrupted, I obviously take care of whatever the issue is 
But then after that, I um, I always look at the time. So I keep a uh, a clock in the in our bathroom so that I always know what time it is. So that also mentally sets me up with understanding how much more sleep do I need to have in order to make the eight. Okay. So, um, so that is a strategy I use. And I always make sure that I have like some kind of like low light within all of the bathrooms here so that I don't have to actually turn the light on. And I make sure that the clock is near that light, this like low dim light, like the kind that you would, um, put into, you know, an electrical outlet that automatically turn on when it gets dark. Um, I, uh, I always keep the clock near that sort of light source. And, um, and that allows me to say, Hey, uh, I have to sleep six more hours or let's say it's like 4am. Okay. I need to make sure that I fall back to sleep for, uh, the next, you know, two hours to ensure that I get eight hours of sleep. So that's, that's one strategy. Um, oh my gosh, I really have to learn how to do this better. Like how to turn off. I don't know how to turn off notifications. I'm people texting me in the middle of this. Keep it real. So anyhow, so the first recovery te- uh, tip that I have for moms is one schedule sleep. Um, the second tip that I have for new moms, uh, is I recommend that you, uh, take a nap naps in the afternoon at three for about, you know, 15 to 30 minutes at the most can literally be a game changer. The Europeans have used naps to help, um, ensure vital health. And it is a great technique for us living in North America to adopt. So I recommend naps. Another tip that I have, tip number three would be to work with your partner. I mean, let's say like, okay, this is for the people who are married or living with somebody or however you want to call it. Just work with your partner. Whoever is, whoever is the other half that is the equation of this family life, make them responsible for tending to the needs of the children. And this can be really not the easiest thing to, um, oh my goodness, this can be like not the easiest thing to resolve with your partner. I know that when I was married, um, I had a partner that wasn't actually, uh, involved that way. And, uh, and part of that was because he worked uh, shifts and he occasionally had to be at work at night. And that meant I was home by myself and I just had to manage it on my own, which is fine. I'm completely independent that way. But ask your partner to please get involved. I think that is a a helpful way to help not only have um, a better night of sleep, but to have a better relationship. One of the things that I meant to um, put out there, obviously, is that if you are a mom zombie, you obviously, or maybe it's not so obvious, but generally speaking, your sex drive goes down. It's not like you're going to want to hook up when you've had three hours of sleep. You're just like trying to crawl through the day and like take care of the children. (laughs) So when your partner gets on board, I mean, there is a little bit of a payoff there where uh, letting you get your full eight hours of sleep can contribute to better intimacy in the relationship, which is critical for, you know, parents that have decided to have children and at the start of this venture need to really 
you know, make space to connect and and it can be difficult to carve out time for one another when there is a new infant or maybe you have two, you know, twins, right? So work with your partner. There's just so many tremendous benefits when you get your partner excited (laughs) that they can lose a night of sleep while you recover. That is a great solution. And having just a mindful, open chat about it is a great way to start. Or maybe you can just say, hey, I listened to this podcast today. You won't even believe what they suggested. Uh, And then use that as a a place to launch into where you would like to go. And maybe you guys can collaborate together to find a healthy solution. Another interesting tip, very very, um, controversial to people out there, especially parents, uh, is the concept of co-sleeping. And you are right now listening to somebody that has co-slept with her children since they were born. And I particularly love the intimacy of it. Um, I like, I just loved everything about co-sleeping with both of my children. And it also helped me to sleep better. Of course, we know about the dangers of co-sleeping, such as like, you know, moms rolling onto their kids or partners rolling onto the kids and suffocating them. I mean, that's like truly a worst case scenario. So if you don't feel comfortable co-sleeping, some of the awesome, safer alternatives out there are having a portable crib right next to the bed. So you don't have to stand up and pull your hungry infant um, out of a separate bedroom. So I'm a huge advocate of co-sleeping. I recommend that you take time to do a little bit of research and consider the option. Maybe work with your physician or if you have any kind of... um, you know, expert that you're working with, um, just, you know, take in the advice from multiple sources and then ultimately see what is the right path for you. But co-sleeping for me and my children was a tremendous game changer. Uh, it just, um, it just allowed me to be able to sleep. So that's, that is my take on co-sleeping with children. And it really helped me to get a great night of sleep. And it was one of my tools for recovering from a lack of sleep. Um, okay. So uh, the final tip that I think that (laughs) might be controversial or raise some eyebrows is, um, schedule a weekend away, parents only. (laughs) I know if you have young children, especially those that are breastfed or uh, breastfeeding, I mean, this can just sound like, I mean, mayhem, but I, I think there is, I personally never did this. So I never had this opportunity. Um, I always loved being with my kids, but I did have friends who, uh, who within the first year, um, took off to Bali for a week and left, uh, you know, their newborn son, you know, well, not, I mean, it's, he's a year old at that point. Um, and, uh, you know, went on a vacation. I mean, that, that might be extreme for you. Like I, I can't even imagine like, uh, for me personally, but I do like maybe a smaller period of time and doing a local getaway. So if there is any kind of like catastrophe that happens, you can just hop in the car and drive home and manage, right? Uh, I am right now located um, in, in an area outside of Toronto. So we have some really beautiful locations to escape to, such as Toronto. I, um, I live like about an hour or so away 
I love where I live, but, um, but Toronto is a fantastic place to go to for a weekend. I mean, you're able to, um, go to really great restaurants. They have beautiful hotels. I per- particularly love the Shangri-La because they have a Clodelet, uh, spa there it's actually called the Hammond spa which gives you access to the pools um if you're not you know well actually if you stay at the Shangri-La you get access to the pools the infrared sauna and um and the day you know the the beds there are like at by the pool I mean it's like it literally feels like a bed it's not like a wicker um you know, lounger by the pool. These are like (laughs) luxurious, like day beds (laughs) and, um, the hot tub and, you know, like that, the whole facility is mind blowing. So, um, try to look for a local, a local location. Another one of my favorite areas to get away for a quick weekend. There's two other spots here in the, uh, Toronto area. I absolutely love Muskoka. Um, this is actually listed as one of the top five places to travel to in North America. And I'm a born and raised from California. And so growing up in Southern California, we didn't have cottages. Um, but when you come north of the border and you travel to Muskoka and you see the quote unquote cottages that are happening on Lake Joseph and the lakes that are up here, you realize these are not like cottages. These are just like multi-million dollar second homes. But I love to stay at the JP, uh, I think it's called the JP Morgan, the Rousseau Hotel. JP Morgan, isn't that investment? No, that's not right. But I know that it's uh, it's actually called the Rousseau Hotel in, in Muskoka. It is a fantastic place to escape. You're immersed in nature. Um, they have beautiful boat tours that you can jump on and just enjoy all of the islands and take a look at the multi-million dollar boat houses and the multi-trillion dollar houses attached to them. Uh, but just being out on the water and just totally getting off the grid with usual habits really helps to establish like the balance of self-care and it gives you an opportunity to have sleep for those eight hours. I mean, if you leave on a Friday, I mean, you're looking at, you know, two nights of, of, of sleep. I mean, what else could be better? So it's a little bit, you know, bougie of a recommendation. I get it. Not everybody's able to do that. But like, you know, even if you're like in Oklahoma, like having the opportunity to, you know, get out and um, have some time away from the sleep deprived situation that you've been in can also be a great way to bring yourself into balance and to care for yourself. So thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I'm sorry about all of those interruptions. I'm learning as I go. As I go. If you have any questions at all, holla, just send me a message at the whole eight method at gmail.com. You can just find that email address by simply going to whatever website browser you prefer to use and type in the whole eight method.com. You will get there. You will find me. And I hope that these tips help you to sleep better so that you can end the mom zombie life and actually radiate with health and transform yourself into living the absolute dream life. I will be hearing or talking to you soon. See you in the next podcast. Bye.